This episode of Whatever is sponsored by you. You can help support the show by being a Patreon member. Go to www.patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And for just three bucks a month, you get early access to episodes and bonus content. Only three bucks a month. Patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Cause this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. Hello, everybody. What is up? Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that actually cares that Jimmy pops corn. Why are you popping all that corn, Jimmy? Why? <laughs> Jimmy Popcorn? I thought it was Jimmy Crackcorn. Damn it, Mary. Why are you fucking up my intro? <laughs> you just come. You just came back from three weeks gone, and now you're messing up my intro. Well, I, I, I thought, thought it was Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care. You just, right? just because you're right doesn't mean anything, okay? <laughs> Maybe I temporarily forgot how it went when I wrote this five minutes ago. All right? I do Jimmy Pops Corn. I'm sure there's a Jimmy out there that has popped corn, so... I mean, that's statistically probably a fact. Yeah. Like, right anyway. I So I fucked up the intro to this, so whatever. We're keeping it in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason Soto. Welcome to the podcast. I fuck things up sometimes. Let us welcome back. Uh, she's been gone for a few weeks, and we'll discuss why. Mary, welcome back, hey. Mary. Thanks for coming back. I'm glad you're back. We I'm missed you. I'm glad to be back. We missed um, you. Back from my furlough, from my sabbatical, if you want to call it, my, uh, I don't yes. know other words for that. But yeah, I'm back. So yeah, before we get into why, I do want to uh, thank uh, uh, both uh, Lucy and Amora uh, for uh, filling in the last couple of weeks. They've been yes. both super awesome. They were, they were so fun to have on the show, and they both basically did it kind of at the last minute, like... Um, cause the, that first week, uh, Mary was like, Hey, the thing that we're about to talk about happened and I can't do the show. And, and I was like, Oh great. We're doing the show in like two days. So I got to find someone. So thankfully Lucy stepped up to the plate and she knocked it out of the park. And that's all the baseball metaphors that I got in me. Cause I don't like baseball. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she did an amazing job. Uh, then Mora came in and, did an awesome job as well and uh both are fantastic you should definitely go back and listen to those episodes uh they were a lot of fun to do um but i am glad mary is back mary thank you so much for returning i was afraid you were gonna like you know what i miss i miss i kind of like not podcasting i'm just gonna i'm just gonna quit the show and then <laughs> I, I would not do that, that then i would my- i would just scramble for like oh great what's uh I gotta see what uh, Ralph Macchio was doing. He's probably not doing anything. <laughs> he could probably be a co-host of a podcast. Ralph um, <laughs> he probably could co-host a podcast. Why not? Um, My cat Boo is currently co- co- uh, co-guesting or co-hosting because she's with me now. Boo. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, now she meows during the Christmas episode. I was trying to get her to meow on cue, and we couldn't do it. She's but oh well. 
<laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about why you were gone for a couple yes. of weeks here. Um, so I'll let you tell the story. So tell everyone what happened. Well, I was actually officially on quarantine. Um, well, I wasn't, I guess, technically. My husband was. Yes. Because he was in a room <laughs> with somebody that tested positive for coronavirus for like five minutes. And uh, so he gets a call like early in the morning and from like his district manager, I think, or something like that. His boss's boss or something. And he's like, uh, JR, I'm going to have to ask you not to come into work for two weeks. <laughs> and he was like, yes, but he had to like pretend like, he's like, oh, is everything okay? Oh, that's awful. Oh, geez. <laughs> but uh, so then he immediately, we were like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? We have to like stay here, but we need to like do things. We can't just like shut our life down because somebody, you know. So JR immediately got tested to make sure he didn't have coronavirus. He tested yeah. negative. Good, so good. then we felt comfortable to go out and do things. Okay. Um. Because he, he, you know, he tested negative, so yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we just kind of treated it as a vacation for just the two of us, and it was freaking awesome. I had so much fun. We watched movies, mm -hmm. like hung out together, we went places, we like cooked food and stuff, and listened to records, and it was awesome. Like I had so much fun, and uh, I just wish it was it was back. But that's why I wasn't <laughs> able to do the podcast. I was. I was trying to squeeze every amount of enjoyment of hanging out with JR on yes. this quarantine. Because it's a rare event that he gets, because he works all the fucking time. So okay. when he gets like a, in a vacation, I we have to maximize it because okay, yeah, I have so much fun hanging out with him. So, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, well, you, you told me that. And I was like, well, first off, I wanted to make sure you were safe and you did not have coronavirus. So I was happy yeah, to no. hear and neither of you got it. And I was like, thank God. Whew, what a relief. And then right. you were like, yeah, we need to, we're going to be quarantining. We're going to be t spending time together. So then I told you, yeah, absolutely. Just go. Don't worry about the show. I got it. Go do your thing with your husband. I'll I'll cover the show. And uh, I think it all worked out very well. Yeah. Like you, you got some time off uh, from having to hang around me for a couple hours. <laughs> it's so <laughs> distracting. See, whenever – I like to do the podcast when I'm alone because it's so distracting. Like I remember before trying to do the podcast when JR had the day off uh -huh. and he was like hammering shit in the other room. <laughs> doing all this. Like, it's so distracting. Like it's so hard to do the podcast with somebody else is hanging around. Yeah, like, no, I, it's I get so it. difficult. And I need to like, I feel like I, it, you know, it's like, Oh, I might be like talking too loud or something. He's trying to do something, but he'll start doing something. It's like, ah, I like, lock myself so, in a room or it's whatever, more of a it's more of just a comfort thing for you like you, you just you just feel like you're um you, you feel like it's both you're bothering him by talking which and is he, strange and he's bothering me by doing whatever he does and then he, he just do, goes like... around and just starts building a house behind you <laughs> yeah <laughs> he likes to do like projects he's big into like how you know doing things around the house and stuff and it's like wicked distracting like yeah yeah <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I get that. Easier. I do remember. I do remember those days. And I, I honestly, I, I personally didn't mind it. I can't speak for the listeners. Um, yeah. It didn't bother. It didn't bother me any. Uh, it's just hard for me to concentrate. Like when I have like yeah. something else going on, I like lose my train of thought or like I get distracted. I understand that. No, I, I completely understand that because um, uh, I thankfully I kind of have the opposite problem. Um, I can podcast while Felicia's home. Um. She just uh, is just she's always quiet anyway. Like she doesn't talk much. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and she doesn't make a lot of noise. Like, she doesn't do anything noisy. So, like, there are times where, like, if we recorded this where she was home, she would be, like, right behind me just, like, changing her clothes or, you know, looking for, like, you know, trying to do laundry or something. And, like, no one would notice because she doesn't say anything. The only time it's a problem is if I'm doing a video podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have to tell her, hey, the camera's going to be on. She don't like to be on camera. So then she can't come in the room. But then she but then she just hangs out, like, in the living room. And all she does is, like, watch TV and scroll Instagram. So, you know, it's not like she's doing noisy tasks or anything. Yeah, and this, the way that my apartment's set up, it's, like, kind of, like, one big room. Like, we have, like, a living room and a and it connects to the kitchen. And it's all this big open space. So it's kind of hard to, like, you know, get into yeah, a place. Yeah, yeah. Where- I, I get you. I understand. It's all good. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, but anyway, yeah. So glad you're okay. Glad Jr. is okay. Glad everyone's healthy. Thank, thank you. Thank, Thanks. thank, thank God. Whoever, thank whoever you praise. Thank Joe Pesci. <laughs> Remember that bit from George Good Carlin? No. Remember that George Carlin bit? He he did this bit because you know George Carlin's like a famous atheist. Yeah. And um, so he talks about how he doesn't uh, he doesn't pray to God because he doesn't believe in God. So he worships the sun because it's a physical thing that you can see. But then he doesn't pray to the sun because it doesn't do anything. So he prays to Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci can get shit done. So if you, if you pray to Joe Pesci to do this or that, it, there's, there's a chance that Joe Pesci will be able to get it done. Because who's going to fuck with Joe Pesci? Right. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a famous George Carlin bit. I didn't know if you remembered it or not. No. <laughs> it's all good. Also, uh, who fucked Joe Pesci. How about Kevin McAllister? He fucked hard with Joe Pesci. I mean, that might be have been the only exception. Well, he also got fucked over in Goodfellas, if you remember correctly. Well, fact, that's a lot of times. In, actually, Joe yeah, Pesci gets fucked over in, in Casino like, too. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. Yeah. But he's still like intimidating, right? Like you still like you would still find him like kind of intimidating. Out, I feel like out of those Italian actors that are always in mob, I feel like he's always been the least intimidating. He's kind of really? like small and he's kind of weaselly. Like I'd be much more afraid of De Niro than I would be. Joe Pesci. Really? Wow. Uh, Joe Pesci's like a tiny guy, like, and he's just kind of yeah. like, he's kind of just like a, like a, yeah, like, I don't know. I never felt like an intimidating presence from Joe Pesci. He just kind of strikes me as a little town. He kind of reminds me of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Is your dad the size of Joe Pesci? My dad's a short guy. Yeah, he's like a short Italian guy with like ah. a kind of an attitude. That's my dad. And okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, your dad. Your dad is. Um, that I should. That's that's a possible title for this podcast right now. Mary's, Mary's dad. dad is Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possible. I hope he doesn't listen to this because until something else comes up, that's that's so far the the, the front runner of the of the title. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so um, I know you don't uh, watch um, Disney stuff, like no. Disney stuff in general, but I know you also don't watch the Marvel stuff. That's what I meant to say. No. Okay, so I'm just going to briefly talk about this. I don't want to exclude you from my conversation, but I, I just need to get something off my chest really quickly. Yeah, let's hear um, it. Okay, so the, the Mar- we're in the part of the Marvel cinematic universe thing now where they're doing the tv shows and uh 
they just finished WandaVision, which that was amazing. And if anyone hasn't seen it and you're into the Marvel, I, I think you have to kind of be into the Marvel stuff to watch WandaVision because I, I can't like, for instance, like Mary, if I just said go right now to watch WandaVision, you are going to be so lost. Like <laughs> You're going to be so confused because you're not going to know who the characters are. You're not going to know why they're doing what they're doing. And they kind of explain it like in the show, like, okay, this is, you know, you know, the, um, I keep wanting to call her Mary. Uh, cause I keep thinking her name is Mary Elizabeth, but it's not, it's, it's just Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> cause her sister's Mary Kate. Oh, right. Oh yeah. So I Elizabeth keep... Olsen. Oh my God. Can I just interject really quickly about Elizabeth Olsen? Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Every single time I see that name, I'm so confused because I always confuse Elizabeth Olsen with Elizabeth Moss because Elizabeth <laughs> Moss played Peggy Olsen on Mad Men. So whenever I see Elizabeth okay. Olsen, the first thing I think about is Elizabeth Moss, and I'm like, no, wait, that's not Elizabeth. That's the other lady. Out of out of all the times you've gotten names confused, that's the one that I understand the most because that yeah, that connection makes Peggy, sense. Yeah, she was Peggy Olsen on you know. Okay, I get that. Moss. I get okay. that. That makes That's sense. That's my little rant about Elizabeth. I understand Olsen. that. I understand yeah. that completely. I I get why you get those things mixed up. I like Elizabeth Moss, but I for some reason get her confused with Elizabeth Olsen. But yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah. little rant. No, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, anyway, I I think you have to be into the Marvel movies to even watch WandaVision. So that's kind of a one negative thing against it. But everything else with the show was wonderful. Now, they're airing what's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is another, like, two other characters that were uh, in, like, um, the Captain America movies. And I'm what there is the, the current season of that show is uh, uh, airing now. My problem with this show <clears throat> is I felt like it didn't need to be a TV show. Um, because you know how, like, in movies, mainly action movies, there'll be, like, there's, like, a setup. Like, you know, you get the, the introduction of the characters, the plot introduction. They might have, like, an action scene at the beginning of the movie. And then it's like, okay, this is this character. And he does this. And here's this bad guy. And he's doing this. And then it just kind of, then it goes on from there. Hmm. They did that, but in a structure of a TV show. So it's, like, the first episode was literally... Just the setup of the characters. Like, all it was was just, here's, you know, the Falcon character. And this is what he's going through. And then here's the Winter Soldier character. And here's what he's going through. And here's your bad guy. Here's what they're going through. And here's the bad thing happening. And then that's the first episode. The second episode had all the great stuff in it. It was all the action, the, you know, characters interacting with each other. They introduce stuff for the plot, and it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. It's like a mystery. There's kind of a mystery element to the show where you're trying to figure out, like, who's behind this mysterious thing that's happening. And it's like, okay, second episode was awesome. And then the third episode, which just aired this last Friday, um, was another kind of a setup episode. And then that's where I realized that this should have just been a movie because if it was, like, in a movie format, it would make sense. But... But to have like a TV show, like you're they're doing episodic uh, episodes of a show, just to have one setup episode, then an action episode, and then a setup episode. Yeah, it's that's like one of my things of why I don't like Marvel is I, and it's the same thing with Disney is they fucking squeeze the last like everything to like 
being bone dry. It's like as much as they can milk something, they'll do it just for money. <laughs> and it drives me insane. It's like, oh, this could have just been a movie. No, let's make it a TV show and, and eke out every little bit of whatever we can get out of. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I hate it. I hate it. It's, see, so I, well, and like, it's like it's like you it's so obvious like what they're doing and it's like oh no we're entertaining you it's like no you're just squeezing shit out to make money it's just a, ugh, I, no like put <laughs> art before money they don't do that they just want to make money and they just churn out well shit. and see here's the thing like i said i liked wandavision wandavision did it right like how they did their episode structure totally made sense that was a perfect like television series like the way they did that but i'm i'm only talking about the the falcon and the winter soldier tv show i feel like that did not need to be a, a show at all they could have just made that like a movie because if you like each episode is about i gotta look it up i think it's like 40 minutes and so if if you combine it all together it's probably like equal to the length of a marvel movie like about three hours which is like typical um, three hours. Jesus. Well, yeah. I mean, it's maybe like two and a half, but you know, yeah. It, it, you know, they're, they're you know, I don't know. I, I hate Mark. And so see, much. I like, I, I like, I love the movies. I love all the movies. You know, a couple exceptions aside, but um, I do love. I, I kind of. <coughs> oh, you all right? Yeah. No. Pat I'm you in fine. the back. Oh no! Oh, don't choke. No. no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. We can't have it. We can't have a death on the podcast. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that would be interesting for ratings, but I don't know if I want to go that far. Um, <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh, but you know the the movies. I I the one thing I liked about the movies was just kind of how they do kind of connect, but they're they're individual movies at the same time, and I think that's kind of neat because like when like Iron Man was the first one, like the very first Marvel movie, like in the cinematic universe before people start getting mad at me. That's not what I mean. I meant like Iron Man was the first movie in the cinematic universe is what I'm trying to say. And nobody knew back then what this was going to lead to. Like we all just thought, Hey, it's a superhero movie. It's Iron Man. We know the comic. And there was a black Sabbath song about it. And like we knew, you know, we knew all that. And then we had no idea back in 2008. Yes. 2008. When that came out, Jesus Christ. I fucking hate... Okay, Marvel saturated everything about cinema. I hate it so much. All right, I'm not even going to go off because I I have so much built-up rage <laughs> for Marvel movie, for Marvel and superhero movies. Like, you have no idea. So I don't, don't want to become this rant, but 2008 <laughs> puts it into perspective how long they've been raping fucking <laughs> cinema. Okay, whoa. Okay, that's a little... That's a little much. <laughs> It's just such crap. It's like since 2008. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's over a decade of nothing but fucking crap superhero shit churned out at like every fucking month. There's a new fucking Marvel movie or something. It's fucking annoying. I hate it so much. And it's like completely deprived of any kind of artistic integrity whatsoever. It's just fucking CGI and superheroes. And it's so dumb and so Okay, no. I'm done. I'm done. I hate Marvel. I hate it. <laughs> I have hate to it. I have to disagree with you there. There is actually a lot of 
uh, artful things in these movies. Like, there's a lot of, you know, very tense stuff. There's a lot of very dramatic moments. There's a lot of it's very... It's the same thing. It's like, oh, the superheroes fight the bad guys, and then they win in the end. It's like the same fucking thing over and over and over again. It's like, oh, look, it's attractive people doing things, and they have superpowers, and it's, it's so dumb. I, I, I hate it so much. No, but actually, no, they do, like, tackle, like, very serious things. Like, Thor, for example, like, he... Uh, went through this whole arc uh, where, like, he was this, like, badass fighter dude, and then his mother died, and then he fell into a deep depression, and he, like, felt really, like, low and bad about himself, and uh, to the point where all he did was just, like, eat and drink beer for, like, I think I think for the five years, a full five years, and uh, he had to go on this, like, life-saving mission to like kind of feel complete again because he felt completely low and you know there's there's a lot of things like that in all these other in, in the characters like there's a lot of depth yeah to it. okay it's... but let me guess he won in the end it all worked out for him in the end well is that what is that right like that's literally every fucking marvel movie it's like oh they won in the end yay they're superheroes so they always win well, it's always the same actually thing. Not sound like that, but actually, no. There was like a couple of movies where they didn't win, and that 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 led to the next part of the story. But they, but they all eventually, if they don't win, it's just to make another fucking movie so they can cash in on that. <laughs> That's all they do. It's such crap. I hate it so much. It's like the most generic. Like it's like fast food. You know what I mean? It's it's like that's all it is. It might be like good in the moment. But to like have lasting value, it's just it's it's literally the cinematic equivalent of fast food. That's how I feel. It's so easy to make, so easy to put out. They put it out constantly. It's ready on a dime. You just churn it out, and it's, there's not there's nothing nutritional in it. It's crap. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> crap! It's crap. Marvel movies are crap. They're so it's the same thing with Disney shit. It's like, oh, let's fucking remake uh, every Disney movie that was animated, except we're gonna have it live action now. It's like that's such crap. Crap. I, I I I I'm going to admit on that that I do not enjoy the live action remakes of the cartoons. I do not enjoy those. Um, and, and I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna disclaimer. I've not seen them. Like none of the live action remakes of the cartoons um i just because they just look terrible i just don't have any desire to i mean they might be a decent but i just i there's just like no i'll just watch yeah, the, it's like I, just I watch saw... the card i just want to watch the cartoon i'll just watch the cartoon yeah. like i don't like, i don't have, i don't understand they have like will smith as the genie which is so disgusting because they waited for Robin Williams to die so they could do that because when he was alive they're con- contractually obligated to not ever have the genie or his representation done differently and it was always supposed to be robin williams and then robin williams yes that's true and then robin williams dies so then they go oh well now we can uh remake aladdin and have will smith as the genie it's disgusting i I never i never knew that honestly i didn't know that it's i i hate those big corporation movie crap factories and they they're so disingenuous and so like greedy and selfish and it's just shit like that it's just i cannot 
I, I like I refuse to buy into it. It's just and it's like, oh, we can just sell merchandise. It's like, oh, just a vehicle to make money. They don't care like what they're putting out. It's like <clears throat> just get some attractive people, put the, give them superpowers, and uh, throw like <clears throat> a bunch of CGI in there and ching, you know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like I said, I this is like the one thing I'm strongly disagreeing with <laughs> um, because I have enjoyed these movies and um, uh, very much have enjoyed these movies and I've gotten a lot of merit out of them. And I, they're very, you know, I mean, not everyone wants to watch like a serious like three hour epic drama all the time like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i get it i mean like it, that's cool i mean i i don't like have anything against people that like them or i don't think any less of them or anything but the move but the, the the movies themselves to me like how they come across to me is just so uh, it's just like fast food you know like i don't know martin scorsese got a bunch of crap for saying something along he what did he call it like uh he said it was like an amusement park or something like that. And everyone's like, oh, how dare you criticize Marvel? Blah. It's like, I don't know. I And I also have a problem. I know I've mentioned this before, but I cannot take superheroes seriously. You know what I mean? Because it's like such a, it's like maybe when I was a kid I could, but like as an adult, it's like, oh, this person has superpowers. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't jive with that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's just a fun, it's a fun thing. And, um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, to explain it or, you know, defend it anymore. Just, it's just a, I mean, yeah, it's just a thing. It's just a movie, a series of movies, and it's, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just fun to watch. I don't know. <laughs> um, here, so, this but, is when the fiscal and Ebert effect happens on our show is that we're, we're in staunch disagreement about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to, sit here and force you to watch them or anything just <laughs> it's just you know it's just a little kind of sad that like you feel that only because i get i get a lot of stuff out of them like you know it's not just dumb people clashing against each other for two plus hours like there's more to it than that like there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of there is a lot of depth in you know into these movies now some of them are more you know some of them can be just like comedic, like one of the Thor movies is a flat out comedy, um, and you know it's one of like the better movies you know in the whole series, and people, <coughs> excuse me, tend to like it a lot. Um, and then there are some that are just like super ultra, you know, serious, like you know, okay, we got to down the brass tacks and we need to solve this problem and blah blah blah. And then there are you know one like obviously like the the whole Avengers uh, and Infinity War and Endgame, like that was meant to be like two movies. Like they, they, they completely meant to make, make those as two movies. So that's, yeah, they obviously had it end on a down note, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what was my, hang on, let me go back to my point. Like, what was it? Oh, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what oh, my yeah, point was. <laughs> my rant got us off track. <laughs> so I just wanted to just say that I, I'm enjoying the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just think they should have just made it a movie. 
Um, because you're going to just have this problem where you're just going to have these episodes where it's just them going into the next plot point with not much happening. Like, it's just going to be like, okay, action scene, action scene, action scene, that done that episode. Now, here's all the info stuff about why we just did what we did and what we need to do next. And then now it's going to go back to the action stuff. So, you know, I, I they should have just made just... Really, I'm just saying they should have just made it to a movie. They and... want to cash it out, but see, I don't even think it's th- okay. Seriously, they do not have problem making money. Like they, they, they did not need to make a TV show to make money. Like they could have just. Do. That's like, like you can't tell me that this big corporation puts out how many fucking movies a year, how many TV shows a year they are. Boston, they are like minted. They, they that's all they're doing is just ching 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 ching, and then they cast the big actors that they know will always get the money. Are you going? You're gonna put Tom Holland in there. You're gonna put Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson. Ching 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 ching. It's just fucking money making. I, I, it drives me insane. I don't know. It just feels disingenuous to me. Like if they put out a couple of movies and a TV show, fine. But how many goddamn Marvel movies are there? You know, how many do there need do there need to be? And like you said, you, they're milking something out, making it a TV show. They could could have just made it a movie, but they have to like eke it out and air, milk it as much as humanly but, possible. Okay, with that said, I'm not saying that they shouldn't make TV shows at all, because like I said, I enjoyed WandaVision. That was a perfect vehicle for a TV show. And there's a uh, the next TV show in this series is going to be Loki. And from what I've seen in the trailer, that looks like also a perfect vehicle for a TV show. Like, that doesn't look like that could be a movie. That really could be an episodic thing. But, like, you know, the problem is just Winter, uh, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, does not feel like it's an episodic thing at all. Um, uh, It's just, uh, uh, it's just, it literally, it's just like, okay. You know how um, there's this trend of them turning movies into TV shows now? Yeah. Like they did like The Exorcist and they had like 12 Monkeys. And, and Fargo. That, yeah. Now, oh, Far- see, I kind of want to exclude Fargo from that because they're not doing what I'm about to explain. Um, is that the TV shows of the movies, it's literally just the, the movie just in episodes. God, that's so. Like the Exorcist is okay. I, so, oh, I okay, so think of the ex the, the movie The Exorcist. All right, so and, and Mary, Mary, I, I imagine you've seen The Exorcist, right? Yes. Okay, so so imagine like the first episode was just like the setup of like hey, here's here's Regan, uh, Reagan, uh, her mom. They're in Maryland, uh, or I think they're Baltimore. I, actually, I don't remember where they're at, but um. Uh, there's a noise in the attic, and then like it ends with "I found a Ouija board," and then it just goes to credits. Like that's kind of dumb, right? Like that's extremely <laughs> dumb. Like I don't understand how people do not get sick of like the constant variations and iterations of the same goddamn ideas over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It's so <sighs> annoying. Like to go, oh, yeah, make our exorcist show. No one knows about the exorcist. It's just like. It's also kind of like um, how people like I feel like uh, big money corporations that make movies and TV shows are cashing off of like nostalgia, which is totally lame because it's it's just like, oh, remember the Exorcist? You liked that, right? Like 
They they totally want to cash in on nostalgia. That's so dumb. Now I'm gonna be really controversial here, and I'm gonna say I would have been okay with an Exorcist TV show if it was like a like a continuing story. Like if it was there was like, something new that we. Yeah, yeah, like if it was like it could be in the same universe, quote unquote. I'm just putting those in quotes for now. I just feel like they could have just turned Falcon and the Winter Soldier into a movie, and then they can keep making TV shows. It's fine as long as they are actual episodic TV shows. Um, because it's just weird to just like turn a movie into a TV show. That, that's all. That was my point, really. That's all I was. Yeah, I know. I think I think it is too. And like, I, I, I didn't like the Fargo show. I mean, I know it wasn't like the movie, but it was like so trying to be the movie. And it was yeah. kind of a So that's what was that. So that's why I excluded it because it was just like, it's not based on the movie, but it's like in the same universe, basically, is what they're trying to do. The thing with that, that like, I stopped watching. I tried so hard to give Fargo a shot because I love the movie. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh-huh. And I I bugged out of it when there was a fucking UFO on one of the episodes. I was like, <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. Like, a UFO? Like, the thing I like about Fargo is that it's like it's realistic. You know what I mean? It's like a real life murder thing and, you know, it's the, the universe is pretty consistent with our universe because it is our universe. And then they bring a fucking F ufo on it and it's like what but did that actually happen or was it like yeah no it actually i mean i shut it off like shortly after but there was a character that was like in a car and like he like a lights came down from the sky and he was like whoa and then there was like a ufo like coming down in front of his car i was like this is so retarded i cannot do this because also could have just been like you know this is a made-up story. This character was just saying, and oh, I saw a UFO, and then everyone's like, no, he didn't. But they they showed the UFO, and it was also another thing that like bothered me about that show was like just the performances. Now I oh. know, like the thing about the show is it's it's an anthology show, so there's different actors. Which one did you watch? Uh, I watched one with. Um, Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. I didn't really like that. I love both of those actors. Like Kirsten Dunst is one of my favorite actresses, so I was okay. like, okay, sign okay. me up. You know? okay. um, I love Jesse Plemons in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he was cool yeah. in Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, there's some. Movie- I, I thought it was gonna be good, but it was just. It was like, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I can't really say what it was. Okay. I just felt like almost like it didn't need to exist. It was just kind of like. Like what? I I don't know. Like I feel like maybe if they had done their own thing and not tried to like ape Fargo so much and like be like it's Fargo and that and it made it its own thing, it might have worked. But yeah. some about it has had Bob Odenkirk in it, and I oh, really yes. quite like him. And um, it just I don't know. I didn't hate it, but I just you know it's like something that you try to watch, but it for some reason just doesn't like work i yeah. don't know so i'm gonna be very controversial about this i was that way with buffy yeah like See, that's I, my friend loved buffy i couldn't yeah like i i, I watched uh not 
this is probably one of those things where it's like, oh, you need to get past the first season. But I only watched like the first season, and it was like I just couldn't get into it like everyone else seems to be. Yeah. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't a bad show. Like, no one was acting bad, and I don't mind the supernatural elements to it. I don't mind, definitely don't mind that. It was just something about the whole thing I just just could not get into. Yeah. You know, that's the same. That's how I feel, feel about the Fargo show. It's like, all right, you got like, awesome actors really always great in everything that they do mm-hmm. but and yeah, i don't know it was just something about it like i don't know and i remember i was billy bob thornton in that show that's what i was wondering yeah he's okay. in one of the seasons but i don't remember which season that was another thing i like i said i got i gave this show like many chances because i really wanted to get into it and one of the things that put me off so hard to it was Billy Bob Thornton because his acting was so bad and so cringy. Like really? the, I, I, yeah, like he was, you know, like those like badass characters that with the gravelly voice and they're like flawless. And they're, like, <laughs> cool, and they always have a cigarette hanging out of their mouths. And like, he was like the epitome of that. And I feel like that is such an overdone cliche character. I hate it. The thing that really broke me um, when I literally shut off, I was like, no, I'm done with this was, so he, some character who was supposed to be, I guess, a shadow or a, uh, what do they call that? A channeling of William H. Macy's character in Fargo. It's like yeah. this weak-willed kind of nervous man. Okay. It was a character like that. And um, he got mixed up with Billy Bob Thornton's character. And then there was a scene where the, the nervous character um, did something wrong and he needed Billy Bob Thornton's help. So he called him up and then Billy Bob Thornton's like, have you been a bad boy? And it was so dumb. I was just like, no, this is so stupid. Like, I can't take this show seriously. Have you been a bad boy? Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> that's the <laughs> shittiest writing ever. Like, Yeah, I've been kind of wanting to check out Fargo, but I feel like they're like five seasons in. And I know each season's different, but it's like, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, like, I, can't... I just. Like, I don't have OCD, but I feel like a small part of me just can't start watching a show, like, in the fifth season, even though it's <laughs> yeah. a different story. <laughs> it's also annoyed me because I'm, like, hardcore um, Fargo fangirl. Like I yeah. said, like, one of my favorite movies. I've seen it so many times I could, like, probably, like, recite the dialogue from heart. And I know every scene I can, like, think of how all the characters look. And so I was really easily i could spot what they were doing on the show and it drove me insane because they had characters i think it was the billy bob thornton character who dress who was dressed exactly like steve buscemi's character in fargo and it drove me insane. <laughs> it's like okay you guys are just copying at this at this point you know what i mean like you had the same jacket the same pants the same mustache yeah, yeah. it's like you know just come up with your own shit and like that character was so much like the william h macy character who by the way is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, it felt like, I don't like it when things blatantly like homage something quote homage. And it's blatantly them just like copycatting it. You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. That's what my problem with stranger things was. It's like, it's an homage to the eighties and the eighties movies. It's like, you're just straight up copying it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow. You, you call it no homage. I just call it aping. You, <laughs> When you're off the podcast for two weeks, you just go off. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and these particular subjects are like, you know. 
You're, <laughs> we just hit upon the stuff you're very passionate about this Very week. passionate about, very angry about. <laughs> you know, I like Stranger Things. I don't like homages, you know? Um, I don't know. Mm. I mean, there's a way to do an homage. Like, you know what I think is a great homage would be, like, Mars Attacks? Because okay. it's like those movies from the 60s, but it doesn't directly, like, copy what they did. It's just like, oh, it's in the style of one of those old 60s horror movies with the aliens. But it doesn't, it's not, like, outright, like, hey, it's literally the same thing, and the characters are dressed the same, and, you know, it did its own thing while still maintaining the look and feel of one of those old movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I gotcha, yeah. I think what maybe Mars Attacks suffer was that it came out like the exact same weekend as Independence Day. And so everyone thought like the one was a copy of the other. Yeah. Mar- that movie also scared me so much. Well, Mars, Mars <laughs> I Attacks? Nightmares of it. I was terrified of that movie. I went to see it repeatedly. Oh, I wow. loved it, but it, it scared me like a lot. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, I like Mars Attacks. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big Tim Burton fan, but. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So that, that my whole point of that was just not to make Falcon and the winter soldier a, a TV show. That was, that was what spurned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one more thing I kind of want to talk about and then we'll go to the mixtape and hopefully this will be brief. Um, I just found out yesterday that they're going to close down Yahoo Answers forever. No! Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, like they're like no. it's going to uh go away in May. So what? I have no well, actually I have a theory. There's nothing really I have no proof about this. This is more like a conspiracy thing than anything. But I think I think it's because it's been overpopulated by these far extreme white ring, uh, right wing, uh, conspiracy theorists, QAnon people who are like, you know, Joe Biden has kids tied up in the basement and stuff like that. So I yeah, think, those I think, I think they're just like, it's just becoming overflowed with those kind of people. Oh, well, maybe they should just. Do a better job at moderating their own. That camera. was what I was gonna say. So, yeah, they're, but they're like, just gonna be like, up, oh, just turn, just cut the whole thing off, just. Yeah, like, it. like I could see, like maybe if you had moderators that would, like, you know, look for that type of content and remove it, but shutting yeah, the whole thing I, down just because of that it seems a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm on the, I'm on the front page right now of Yahoo Answers, and literally. Well, the first thing is actually not lying is who do you blame for Yahoo Answers getting shut down? That's like the first question <laughs> on here. <laughs> and then the second one is will America survive four years of Joe Biden? So oh, it's God. like, yeah. So I'm I, I, so I'm thinking that uh, that might have something to do with it. Joe Biden is like the most bland. Pr- like imagine like being legitimately concerned that Joe Biden will be the death of this country. That's retarded. I'm sorry. That's and ridiculous. at this, at the same time, I'm very grateful that he's the blandest president because it is yeah. such a relief to not have to worry <laughs> about what the president is doing and what trouble he's going to get us into. 
I mean, Joe Biden's not perfect, and I feel like there's a lot of things about him that I really don't like. Um, he said some things that I feel like are completely... I feel like the things that Joe Biden has said, if Trump said them, people would completely shit their pants. Like, Joe Biden calling that dude fat, and uh, what about when he said, uh, if, if you don't vote for me, you're not black? That's that's fucked up thing to say. Joe Biden is has his own issues, but I don't hate the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, yeah. I mean, Trump, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. They're all corrupt. But I think that's I think that's the reason why they're shutting it down. But that is a really dumb reason. Um, yeah, that is dumb. Like, it's so yeah. I mean, also, what, are, like, what, are, what are like QAnon people doing on Yahoo Answers? Like, did Trump, Donald Trump save the children yet? Answer: No, he hasn't. We must still fight. Like, what is the what are they asking on there? Well, I mean, I'm I'm just on the main page where it's like the most popular answers from each category shows up on this main page. And all of these are like mostly political, you know, stuff. Um, like, you know, just scrolling down here is, uh, wow. That is really mean. Oh my God. This is really mean. Okay. I'm going to read this and I need to express that I am not saying this. And I do not agree with the statement at all. I just, I'm just reading this, okay, everybody? We're listening to this. Here we go. Why does Joe stutter so much like a retard and looks older than the tales from the Crypt Keeper? Like, yeah, now I'm starting to think maybe they should have shut this down. Yeah, but you know <laughs> but what? That is me- but that's super like, mean. Long, that is super fucking, mean. Yeah, how many fucking things did they say, like, about Trump like that? Like, it's... That that is, doesn't come close to the shit that people said about Donald Trump. Like 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 if 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 you find with like, hey, let's erect a giant statue of Donald Trump taking a shit, which they did by the way. Then how can you be offended by that? I mean, come on, that's nothing. <laughs> that is nothing. Uh... I, I I don't know. I don't find that offensive at all because, like I said. These past four years, I've heard nothing but like Donald Trump is Hitler. Look at him taking a dump. Ha ha ha. He has small hands. He's orange. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, this, maybe this site does need to be struck from Earth because Jesus Christ. I, 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 don't I don't think that would be a reason to strike. But, That's I mean, okay, I mean, I'm, okay, I'm slightly exaggerating, but I mean, you know, they do just they need a. They just need a. They do just need a um, better moderation. I think. I think that's just all it is. But I think because it's Yahoo, and it's like such a like a third tier like website. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like besides us, like ironically. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's like they're not gonna hire anyone just to moderate their damn forms. So I mean, if it was Google Answers, this would not even be an issue. <laughs> it would just be like, yep, yeah, we moderate it. You know, if anyone goes too mean or says anything disrespectful or whatever, we'll shut that shit down. But no, we got is it. Is it okay to criticize a president though? Like that's the thing. I mean, okay, but okay, wait, 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 okay. Criticisms of Donald Trump, like uh, uh, even going as far as like making fun of the sides of his hands. I mean, if you can say all that shit about Donald Trump, you should be able to say whatever you want about Biden. Here, okay. Here's the thing about the whole Donald Trump backlash. And so, okay, the hands thing. Let's just start with that. 
So that's only a thing because he made a huge deal about his hand. Like, it would not even have been a thing. Like, no one would have said anything about his hands if he wasn't like, oh, my hands are the biggest hands. I got the biggest hands ever. Look how huge my hands are. They uh, And then he, like, photoshops, like, pictures of himself with, like, bigger hands. So yeah, but that's everybody, a, that's a like, thing he's doing to himself. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is, is it okay to lobby insults against a president? If you're going to say that it's okay to say that about Trump and make all the jokes, I mean, comedy, late night comedy just thrived off of making fun of Trump. So why is it not okay to say that Biden's old and he stutters? You know, well, because I, mean, I feel like that's kind of hypocritical. If you, if you can lobby insults against Trump nonstop for four years, you should be able to say that Biden stutters. You know, I mean, it, it, but it's also kind of like I but, feel like they're both kind of immature and juvenile to do. But I feel like if you, you should be able to say anything you want about a president. Yeah, but I mean, make fun of someone's stutter like, you know, because like the hand thing, that's just a guy being vain. You're just making fun yeah, of a guy being vain. They a made stutter fun. is like a like a uh, like a like almost like a disability. Yeah, but they made fun of every tiny aspect of Donald Trump, like every fucking thing. Like I said, they even erected statues, statues of Donald Trump sitting on a toilet taking a shit. That was a thing. Look it up. Like, if that's okay to do, then why shouldn't you be able to be like, oh, Biden stutters? You know, you should you should be able to make fun of a president. Like, I I, I will always stand by that. Like, if, if, if a president's doing something, he, he's not immune from criticism. He's not immune from, you know, if you're going to make fun of Donald Trump, you should be able to make fun of Biden. That's, not, just, that's what I feel like. You just make fun of politicians all you want, you know, because if, if one's okay, then the other's not. That's, you know, that ain't cool. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, how many Trump impressions exist? How many people being like, quite frankly, we are doing everything, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, oh, you can't make fun of the fact that Biden stutters or that he's too old for the job, which I feel like he is. Um, mm. But yeah, I feel like you should be able to say anything you want about a president. I guess so. Man, Mary, you're on fire today. Like, you're yeah. fired up today. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is either. Maybe it's just I haven't had a, I've, a reason an, to just an outlet. You haven't had an outlet yeah. using my show as an outlet. <laughs> hey, I'm the I'm the co-host. No, I know, but like, like usually not this riled up. This is like I don't know. I don't know. Explain this. I'm on fire today. You're go you're, off, you're just, queen. You're riled. Okay, you know what? I know what to call me down. Let's go to the mixtape. Hey. You know what? I'm going to have you go first because you've been gone for two weeks. So, uh, Mary, what song you got for us this week? Mine's an old classic, and it's also a very um, cool song. Let's uh, be the girl from Ipanema. Who, uh, who is that? Well, I don't know who sings that, actually. <laughs> I oh. Think uh, I got to look up how you spell Ipanema. So give me a second. Girl from Ipanema. There it is. Uh... 
I got Antonio Carlos Jobim. Yep, that's it. That's one. Astrid Gilberto, Jao Gilberto, and Antonio Carlos Jobim. Yep, that's the one. Yep. Okay. Let me write that down. Um, It's a cool song. I I always loved that song when I was a kid. Um, My mom used to sing it. And I never actually heard the whole, like the actual version of the song. I just remember my mom singing it when I was a kid. And um, like a couple of weeks ago, I heard it in a TikTok video. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, that's that song that my mom used to sing. Holy crap. And then like, I was like, oh my God, I love this. And that's been, that's the song I was talking about, like stuck in my head for like the longest time. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um. That's like the song that's always played like in an elevator, like movies, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I, I looked up on the Wikipedia. I was like, "This is a, this is disrespectful of this song. The uses of this. It's a great song. I love it." Oh, you, so you're upset that it's just used has like elevator music? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I feel like because I mean, a- but it totally does sound like elevator music. It's just a. D- I don't know. D- I don't think it does. Like, I feel like it just sounds like, you know warm tropical something i don't know it's just it's groovy i love it i mean yeah I it's it's a it's elevator. a fine song absolutely but i also can see why it gets used like has elevator music because it just has the it just has totally that that sound to it but that's fine yeah like right. the song. <laughs> that's cool no that's fine what do you got okay so this song's been in my head um for about two weeks now um so, you know, I spent a lot of time on YouTube and, uh, oh, I remember something we were going to talk about, but we'll have to talk about it later. Okay. Um, I spent a lot of time on YouTube and, uh, I get a lot of random shit recommended to me, like on the main page. Cause like, if you watch like certain videos enough times or whatever, it'll be like, oh, you've been watching a lot of, you know, Conan O'Brien clips from like 2007. So here's more Conan O'Brien clips from 2008. You know, YouTube so, has the, so many Conan clips. I love it. Yeah, oh, I do too. I've been posting them nonstop on my Facebook because it's so like, fun. like I, I wish, I, I really wish we had that Conan back because those were like you know, the peak years of Conan when he did like the remote segments when he would go and film somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah, I I just loved everything about. And I still like Conan. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone oh, to yeah. like, think I'm dissing like... him. But it's just like his show is like very different now. And it's not the same. And yeah, I still I... think he's funny. And I still like his interviews. But I miss like when he went wild. Like when yeah. he was just like unhinged. And he just was like out of control. And... It's like the 1864 baseball. Like, yeah. That like yeah, 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 yeah. I love that so much. It's like when, so yeah, That was like peak Conan for me. And my pick has nothing to do with Conan. So we're just we kind of off on this tangent. Here. <laughs> okay. Anyway, just a long, long story short. So on my YouTube recommends, um, a show I do watch on YouTube is called Good Mythical Morning. It's from Rhett and Link. Uh, you either know Rhett and Link or you don't know Rhett and Link. But uh, if you don't know who Rhett and Link are, there are these two guys who are uh, comedians who've been on the internet for like shit almost almost 20 years now like since the dawn of the internet they've been on like just doing like random goofy shit and so they started like a kind of like a like, kind of like a morning talk show type thing uh several years ago 
And one of the things they did as a segment on their show was um, they did this thing where they walked around Los Angeles from like eight o'clock at night to like six in the morning, uh, just blasting Lionel Richie's all night long because wow, the song that's... is called all night long. So they're just, they were just like going to all these different places in LA and they were singing it too. On top of that, like they were just playing the Wait, song. Just they were blasting music in the middle of the night. So, yeah. So that's incredibly douchey. Why did well, they do that? Okay. <laughs> Okay, wait. Hold up. <laughs> Why would you do that? First off, it's L.A., so it's not like they were like in a oh, residential. Okay, so it's like, all right. I thought you meant like they were just walking around like a neighborhood. Like, no, 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 no. Okay, is this no. like the main strip where like they were like in? Okay. They were in like like downtown L.A. The like the like Sunset Strip and all those places. They were just they were just yeah. They didn't go to like. You know, a neighborhood, and went to a house and started like serenading. Yeah, I thought they like, were like outside, like just wa- like walking around. No, no, no. Oh man, like, wow, that's fucking. No, no, no. It seriously, it was like all in good fun. Like I promise yeah, you, okay. I promise you, it was all yeah, in good no, fun. Yeah, okay. no, I, I, I didn't know the context. Like, if it's like the main strip in LA, it's like the only place you can do that. Like, like man, like, damn, that's... Mary, calm down. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> If I was there, I'd give you a hug. I think you need a hug. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm I'm in a great mood today. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm messing with you. That's fine. I'm messing with you. Okay, back to my point. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing. I just <laughs> sorry. Okay, um, okay. So. They did this thing where they were walking around Los Angeles playing all night long because they were doing it all night long. That was like their whole bit. Okay. So since then, that song has been in my head. So that is my pick for this week. Did they like repeatedly play yes, it? It was on a repeat like Ooh, the whole night. How so, did they stand that? That would drive me insane. So they, <laughs> I can't listen to a song on repeat, you know, like especially fucking Lionel Richie, like, hey. okay, um, so I'm not gonna put it on repeat. It's just gonna be the one time, I promise. But <laughs> I'm gonna pick all, and I do like the song. I do legitimately like the song. It's <laughs> okay, actually, it's it's you know, it's 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 like a good like kind of like a not a not like a hardcore dancing, but like you know, kind of like light dancing too. Like yeah, and it like it kind of sounds. I only hear it when I'm like in a store. <laughs> you know what I okay. mean? Like I never actually hear it like independently of like being in a store where it's like playing on the thing. Okay. I, I guess that's fair. I guess I haven't heard it like too often in the wild either. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But um <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, my pick is gonna be Lionel Richie's all night long. <laughs> Coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça Ela menina que vem que passa Um doce balanço, caminho do mar Moça do corpo dourado, do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado é mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar Estou tão sozinho 
Sozinha Ah, se ela soubesse Que quando ela passa O mundo sorrindo Se enche de graça E fica mais lindo Por causa do amor
Official, official podcast of manilovefilms.com. This is the podcast where we like to talk about what we've been watching, talk about movies, but mainly we just like to drink, be silly, and play a whole bunch of games. So we think every other week you should grab a drink, snuggle up, and let us make sweet love to your ears. Otherwise, we'll make sweet love to your couch. So come and find us on iTunes. Just search for MILFCAST. 
All right, we are back, and uh, I know I do a shitty job promoting this, but we're still doing our movie club picks, and it's uh, time to talk about another movie. Uh, this was Mary's pick, and this is Blow Up, uh, which is from 1966, and the movie that I thought we were doing was the John Travolta <laughs> movie called Blow Out, so every time I kept saying, oh, I've been wanting to see that, I've been wanting to see that, I was talking about that movie. <laughs> Which is fine, yeah. Because um, uh, I ca- I got the and what's funny is like when you read the description of like both movies, they're kind of similar. Like it's about <laughs> really? a it's about a photographer who takes a picture of a of a murder slash crime thing, and then they get embroiled into like a mystery. Like that's basically what wow <laughs> what blowout is about as well almost. Um, uh. Yeah, it's, except well, no, I guess he's not a photographer and blow out. He's like a, I don't know what he is actually, but it's kind of the same thing. Anyway, we're talking about blow up, um, which uh, so yeah, from 1966, and um, yeah, I got a lot of things to say about this. Um, <laughs> but first, before I get into my part, I want to go. I want to ask you, Mary. So this was your pick. Yes. Um, so what is it about this movie you like? I love everything about this movie. I, okay. Um, on the surface level, I love the aesthetics. Like I, I love the sixties swinging sixties London thing going on, like the Austin powers thing with the fashion and all that. That's surface level aesthetics. But this movie is like, I love the pacing. I love the fact that it's like, it, takes such time such care to to present you with like all these details one after another and you with the photographer in the movie you start uncovering things and you have your own idea of what happened like with the character you're doing the same thing where you're like putting together all these clues and you got like a pretty good idea of like okay this is probably pointing to this being the case but then at the end you find out that that's not the case at all and it was completely different even though you know all the clues it's a similar concept have you ever seen the conversation with gene hackman i have yeah see that did you did you get the vibe from that like it's like him putting together all that audio and you get the you know you start thinking okay spoilers right um that you think okay this is just a a couple having an affair uh but it's the couple actually and with their what they're saying they're actually plotting to kill this guy um that's like how blow up is. It's like you, you have an idea in your head of what's going on, but at the end you're like, everything gets turned over on its side. I love that. And I also love that I, you know, as a true crime fan, I love piecing clues together and evidence and and trying to make a narrative out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh Like when you, when it's like a a mystery, you're trying to piece together evidence to, to to figure out what happened. I find that really interesting. Um, So yeah, that's uh, what I love about that movie. I, I think it's, I thought it was excellent. <clears throat> okay. What did you think? Uh, okay. So before I get into the, my weird <laughs> things about the movie, um, overall, I thought it was okay. Um, a little, a little slow for my taste. But yeah. I get what they a- were. I get what they were doing, but like, it felt like just like a random day in this dude's life. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like okay so focus on this photographer who i guess is like 
a super popular photographer and it's just like this this guy like you know wakes up he gets to a car he drives to his studio and there's uh models waiting for him so he takes pictures there's one model uh and you mentioned this before the scene from austin powers where he's yeah. like taking the pictures and yeah like, like more more do it yeah yes, do it. Yes, like no no yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely from this movie I, I definitely was like oh okay i get the joke now um and um and then he he does like a paid gig i guess with these other models that he's mad at and he's constantly yelling at them about how they suck and how they're not smiling enough and not standing correctly or whatever so he gets mad he leaves and then he goes to a antique store uh where he like kind of well i couldn't tell what was happening at the antique store if it was either he was bugging the guy or the guy was bugging him i couldn't really figure that out yeah um, <laughs> and then he leaves and he walks to a park and then there he sees uh, a couple a man and a woman kind of just like walking around and so he takes pictures of them until so the woman then is like then like then that's when the shit starts it's like right at that point and yeah and that's like and that's Vanessa Redgrave. She's fantastic. Yeah. I, I love that actress. That is easily like 45 minutes into the movie at that point, <laughs> I think, when that happened. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Like, maybe 40 minutes. It um, does take time to set it up. But I feel like then, when, once it hits that point, it, it just accelerates. Then, yeah, then I kind of perked up at that point. Because then it got to the point where she was chasing him. And is like, I need that footage back. Or I need the film back. And he was like, no, it's my film. I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, I love it. It gives me <laughs> I that, that that movie is so good. I, I don't know. It's and so then good. it's like, okay, now what's going on? Like, why did she freak out? Why? He, why did he? he why did he not? She not want. Why did she not want him to take pictures of her he gets and stuff a like picture that? Of her with her hand out trying to cover, like when she's running down the stairs. Like I love that. Like it's just so like, yeah. Like you, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You're right. And then and then and then it becomes like okay well what's what did he take pictures of what is she freaking out about and then uh, then it kind of goes back to him like puttering around his day again <laughs> where he like has lunch with a guy he talks about the pictures he does notice someone following him um, also I I need to interject because I I need to bring up one of my favorite moments in that movie is when he goes to that party and the model is there. And he's like, I thought you were supposed to be in Paris. And she's like, I am in Paris. I love that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's towards, that's towards the end. I um, him in Paris. So, uh, yeah, he realizes someone's following him. So then he's like, huh, that's weird. And then he goes back to his studio, which I then find out he actually lives. At. I thought it was his studio, but it actually ends up being his house or apartment or whatever. And... um the girl that the at the park finds him which is interesting cuz it's like how did you find him so they never really there's like a few things that don't get explained which is fine it kind of adds like a good mystery element to it um but then like she's like begging for the film back and he's kind of teasing her and then she gets like topless but like you don't really see anything and um they're about to like have sex when this thing he ordered at the antique store arrives and it's this like giant propeller. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I mean he's a photographer, I guess he eats fancy art pieces, so alright. 
And then he gives her, and then she just demands the the role of film back. So he gives him like the wrong footage, or gives her the wrong footage. Uh, and then she leaves, and then he develops the film, and then that's when we get into the mystery of it. Um, so what ended up, what 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 we end up realizing with along alongside with him, which I admit that part's cool. I kind of like we're like us and the main guy is like, yeah, oh, shit. That okay, that's what's happening, and then it just keeps escalating from there. Yeah, like I, I do, I did like that. I, I, I did, I did enjoy that part where it was like he, 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 uh, developed the film, and then he's looking at the pictures, and then he sees something in the background, so then he makes that bigger, and then he's like, okay, there's a guy in the bushes with a gun, and it's like that's weird. And then he notices something else, another picture, and he realizes there's a dead body in that picture. And then he's like, "Oh shit!" So then he, then he keeps like, hence the move the title. He keeps blowing up this image to see all these clues in the background. And then the first of three very weird scenes on this movie happen. That I was like, that they mix the script with like. A groovy 60s comedy because this just happens out of nowhere and it makes no goddamn sense in context of the movie and that these two girls show up and they want to be like you know you know photographed by him and so he brings them into the house and then they start like un well no he starts undressing them and they're like laughing but like it's just audio of them laughing and they're the actual faces of the people aren't matching up with the laughing. So it ends up this whole surreal scene of just this guy ripping clothes off of girls and you hear laughing, but no one's actually laughing. And then they're just like traipsing around the apartment and they're like tearing stuff down the wall and rolling around and like, like clothes and, uh, pa- like colored paper and stuff, and then it just ends, <laughs> and then it's like okay. Uh... I think that's trying to show like his like you know, it's you know the movie's so serious. It's like the 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 respite that you get from that is him having fun with those girls, and that's also his respite from what's going on. It's like that's just tra- I think that's just trying to show that he's like super shagadelic man. And you know what I mean? Like these models throw themselves at him and he has all that power and shit like that. Um, I think it's also just trying to establish his um, fame, which is also, I think one of the, how um, Vanessa Redgrave's character probably actually found him because he was supposed to be a famous photographer. Um, Hmm. But yeah, I, I just thought that scene was just him having fun with the chicks and being like, you know, super, Austin Powers, shagadelic, you know, just I think it's more. Of I get, I, I get, but it felt so out of place. It was so weird and jarring that it was like we're investigating like these pictures of like a dead body and a guy with a gun, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, okay, so what's gonna happen next? And then it's like girls show up and rip clothes off, and yay! And then and then it just immediately goes back to that, and it's so jarring. It's really I fucking I, weird. I always thought it worked. Um, I don't it was know. just so I, I, weird. I, I never thought it was that weird. I always thought it was just kind of interesting. I don't, it was character. so, like, 
out of nowhere. Like it was strange. Well, because then too, they there was a like he's looking at the pictures and then like the doorbell rings and now you're like, oh shit, because you you know that he gave the wrong footage to the girl and so you're thinking she came back or somebody else came back for the the proper footage and you're like is there gonna be like an escalation is there gonna be a fight and then he opens the door and then it's just those two girls and it's like oh i I also think (laughs) that because of the time that that movie came out i think that literally it's probably just tna like the oh, director, sure. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like sure. you know, the, the movies back then it was like, oh, you just you know get some girls, have them take off their clothes, Close, yeah, people yeah. watch it. You know what I mean? It's like I think it's I, just like one of those. I, yeah, things. I'm I'm guessing that's had to been what that was. And then okay, so then another interesting thing is he so the girls leave, and then he's looking at the pictures and he's like, okay, I need to go to the park, <clears throat> which I would have done like probably first. Well, maybe second. <laughs> I probably would have first would have called the cops and been like, "Yeah, I know that's the thing." I was like, oh. "Hey, yeah, I got a picture of this like dude in the background with a gun, and there's a dead body, and I think <laughs> I know where the body is. Let's go find this body together." <laughs> and so, but instead, he just goes by himself, finds the body. Which, by the way, I guess no one comes to this park at all for for no one to have discovered this because it's not like it was hidden it was like just lying like it was next to a tree but it wasn't like covered you know what i mean like it was just out in the open but behind vaguely behind the tree to be fair that's actually happened in real life there was a serial killer in london who left his victims in a park and they weren't found for like a couple days that is so weird yeah, is that the, weird i think it's the like fuck, you know, london, <laughs> london <laughs> open your eyes really like um long and winding they have all these different parts to it so it's pretty pl- i mean it's plausible like I you guess? know i guess i don't know i mean i get it if it was like deep in the bushes behind like a big bush and a tree's covering it but it was like it was just behind a bush but the head was poking out yeah <laughs> and it's like okay so nobody nobody noticed that all right so when he gets back to his house he discovers that someone broke in and took all the pictures which like my second thing was like why didn't you either take the pictures with you or take them down and hide them because I would just be paranoid this entire time. Yeah, like knowing I gave the wrong footage, like thinking, okay, they're gonna come back because this chick knows where I live, so I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna protect these images to the best of my ability and take them with me. But he doesn't even do that. And then there's like a there's like a subplot I didn't understand about this girl who I guess is his ex wife. And, like, she's, like, banging some dude. And I didn't get that part. Um, but then he... Then the second weird part happens in this movie where he goes to, like, downtown, whatever town we're in. And um, he thinks he sees the uh, Vanessa Redgrave. But then he ends up at, like, a concert. And, like, this is the strangest fucking concert I've ever seen in my life. And this might just be a 60s thing. I don't know. But it was like the band was performing, but everybody was just sitting still. That's 100% 60s. 100%. 
that's so weird. <laughs> they're all like just sitting there emotionless. They're just sitting there's like scenes like that in Mad Men where they go to concerts like that. It's like a you know, um, I don't know. I think that was just a '60s thing. I mean, I even in the '50s, the people would just sit down at tables and drink coffee and watch the. But like they were playing like like a like a upbeat rocking tune, and everyone's just like sitting very still, emotionless. <laughs> No, no smile, no kind of recognition of anything. They're just sitting there, and then and then the dude's just like roaming around, you know, through these people looking for Vanessa Redgrave. But then there were two people who were like dancing, and they were like the normal ones to me. But I felt like everyone else thought they were the weird ones, and that made that surreal. And then the the different culture and time difference. I I guess I don't know. It was just so weird to me. And then the band had like an issue, and the guitarist got mad, and he broke his guitar, and then he threw the pieces into the audience, and that's when everyone got got wild. <laughs> and then um, I missed a small chunk because I grabbed my phone and sent you a message like, "Okay, there's two very weird scenes in this movie that we're gonna talk about on the show," and then you laughed, and then when I looked up. He was outside holding the neck of the guitar, and I don't know how I missed that. But <laughs> but he was holding the guitar, and he just left. And so then he goes to this party where like the, the guy from earlier he had lunch with, he was like, hey, so I found this dead body, and I took a picture of it, and I need your help to take a – or I, I need your help taking a better picture of the dead body, I guess. And that doesn't end up happening. He, like, passes out or something, right? Like, he just ends up going to sleep. The end. The, the, we're at the end of the movie. The movie's almost two hours, and a good chunk of it was just this guy's life. So I think I was fading in and out through chunks of the movie. Um, but then, like, it's like the next day now, and he goes back to the park, and the body's gone. And then the third weird thing in I this know, movie. I know. I know exactly. I knew exactly. <laughs> See, that's the thing, though. Like. I, 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 you're talking about the mimes, right? Yes. Okay. They're playing tennis with an invisible ball. Yes. He picks up the invisible ball and throws it back to them. Yeah. I, and then he walks away and the mimes are also at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. 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 So, okay. The mimes, in my opinion, and this is like, I had my friend Steve also saw the movie at my recommendation and, um, when he saw it, he goes, what's the deal with the mimes at the end in the invisible tennis match? Um, I think that it's really just, I don't want to sound pretentious by saying this, but I, in, when I first saw the movie, I immediately got the feeling that it was symbolic of like the frivolity of everything that just happened. Like he put so much effort into playing the game, into figuring out all the shit about the body and putting all the pieces together. And for what? At the end, nothing came of it. It was might as well he be playing tennis with an invisible ball because nothing happened. And it's just as fr- frivolous to do that. Just like the mimes playing tennis with an invisible ball, it's like you're you're doing something, but you're not doing anything. Nothing is going to come of this. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the trying to solve this murder and putting all the pieces together is just as frivolous as playing tennis <laughs> with an invisible ball. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that, that sounds yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I got out of it. The mimes are kind of like a recurring thing in that movie, and it's kind of like um, 
almost like the movie's way of laughing at you or like laughing at the character. It's like, haha, look at you. You're just a, you know, it's like you're putting all this effort and thought into something that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It's nothing will come of it. He, he solved the murder, but then the body was gone and okay, go back to your normal life. And that shot of him walking away with his hands in his pockets. I love it because it's like, what does he have now? Out of every, what did he get out of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing. You might as well be playing an invisible tennis match because it's just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That, that makes that makes that makes sense. That makes just about as sense as anything else, I suppose. So, okay. And then that's that's basically the whole movie. That's the movie summed up. I mean, um, my interpretation of that could be wrong, but that's what I always thought it was. You know what I mean? Like when I first thought, it's like, oh yeah, those mimes are just as silly as this you know as i am for trying to put all this shit together with the main character you know Mm. frivolity um so some interesting trivia the the band that i was talking about that towards the end that no one was standing up for (laughs) uh that was the yardbirds yep uh featuring jimmy page and jeff beck um and they were apparently in the movie so that's cool um Sean Connery turned down the lead role. <laughs> so wow. that would have Yeah, that would have been a different movie with Sean Connery. Yeah. It's almost like too intense for that role. I kind of want to see that cut of movie now. I kind of want to see Sean Connery. I feel part. like the actor, I don't even know who the actor is that like he's um, not a really well-known actor. I can't think no, of No, um uh, but I thought he was perfect for it cuz he was like kind of boyish and like, you know, it's like he's this photographer with this fun life of like taking pictures of girls and getting laid and going to parties and living swinging 60s london but then he yeah. has the thing that like interrupts his life and stuff like i thought that was i thought he was like perfect for that character mm. he did a good job too and vanessa redgrave was fantastic but she always is i love vanessa redgrave yeah no she was cool yeah absolutely um <clears throat> all right yeah that's that that's uh that, that's that's all i Got about uh, uh, <laughs> blow up. I have to keep the title because I keep wanting to say blowout. Um, uh, okay, yeah, there you go. That, that's our and, and again, you know, and my final thought is I did like it in parts, but if I were to watch it again, it'll probably be like a very long time because I can't see myself going back to watch it again like anytime soon. Yeah, but I also didn't think it was bad. Like you know, it was. It was well made and well acted and I was intrigued by the mystery. Um and I'm a little bummed that we don't find out like what exactly happened. Like we don't know, you know, like was it I mean we're we're kind of speculating, right? Like we think it's like the it was Vanessa Redgrave's husband and she paid to have him killed. Well, yeah, cuz that's like what I love about that movie cuz like it's like at first you think it's like, oh, she doesn't want him to take pictures because she's having an affair. Like, that's what I thought. And then it's like, yeah, minute, she killed that guy mm-hmm. and she lured him there to kill him. And yeah. uh, I kind of like that. It's an open ending. I, I kind of like that. It defies uh, like cliche where 
everything has to be wrapped up at the end. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, like it's kind of like the Sopranos. It's kind of like that open-ended, like, well, what did happen? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like that it didn't tie it up with a little bow on the, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is what happened. There you go. Cause it's, yeah, it, it just kind of like, it would kind of like defeat the purpose of like the whole, like, oh, it's frivolous. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that message at the end of the movie where it's like, oh, everything that you just did was for naught, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind. I wasn't angry when they didn't resolve it. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. It does leave, you know, a little air of mystery. And that's perfectly okay with me. Um, I also would have been okay with an explanation. But it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It didn't explain it. So that that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought it was okay. I, I'm pretty middle of the road with it. So That's cool. There you go. All right, time for my favorite part when we do these is we get to pick the next movie. Uh, so I got it into our random thing picker thing here, and I'm going to go ahead and hit the button, and we are going to see what we're going to watch. Here we go. Oop, misclicked. Ha! Yes! So it's one of my picks. Mary. Jeez. We are going to fight giant worms. We are gonna watch Tremors. <gasps> I have always wanted to see Tremors. That's awesome. I actually caught like a part of it when I was a kid, and I, my brother was watching it. And he's like, "What's this?" It was like, "Oh, it's Tremors." And then like, um, we looked at the cable thing. We were like, "Oh, when is this gonna be on again?" And our, you remember like back then, you could like look in like a TV guide, and it would be yes. like, "Oh, this is gonna be on." It said it was gonna be on like later on that night, and then when we watched it, go, watch it, it wasn't on. It lied. Oh to no! Us. I know. Oh, no. I never got to see. It. I only saw like one clip of it, and I was like, "I need to see this." And then yeah, it, my TV guide lied to me. Oh, that sucks. Oh man, that really sucks. <laughs> Damn. So yes, we are gonna do Tremors next month, sometime next month. So that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. That's amazing. So, all right. So with that, let's wrap up the show, shall we? Yeah. Whatever with Jason Soto was hosted by me, Jason Soto, and my co-host Mary Mitchell, who's back. Yay! Welcome back, Mary. Hey. Woo! Uh, I can be found on Twitter at whatever J Soto, on Instagram at whatevs Jason, or you can email the show at whatever Jason Soto at gmail.com. Uh, you should also head to whateverwithjasonsoto.com and join the community there. We have an awesome Facebook community with people from all walks of life. You should definitely join in on a conversation there. Uh, we got a YouTube channel uh, just called Whatever With Jason Soto. There are old episodes. Some videos I make go up there. Just go over there and check it out and subscribe. Uh, so this podcast is found on Spotify, Anchor, Google, and Apple Podcasts. We're still asking people to rate us and write us reviews for Apple Podcasts because, uh, as I said, like a few weeks ago, Apple was super delayed on putting us on their platform. (laughs) I don't know why. So let's like make them regret that and have you guys rate the show and be like, Yo, what the hell took you so long in putting this on Apple Podcasts? So, damn you, Tim Cook. Yeah, yeah. Damn you, Tim or Cook. Or as Trump called him, Tim Apple. Damn you, Tim, Tim a- Apple. <laughs> yes, Tim Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so definitely check out our podcast on all those platforms. Um, hey, so I made a discovery. I've been crediting the wrong SoundCloud account for Lackey. 
Um, I don't know where I got that one from, but apparently the past like 50 some episodes where we've been thanking Lackey for the intro of the mixtape has been wrong. So lie. I got the correct one now. So my apologies to Lackey. I don't know where we've been sending people to, but that's been wrong. So the mixtape intro song was made by friend of the show Lackey, who you can find on his SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash love without sound. That's his SoundCloud page, everybody. I'm <laughs> very sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I don't know where I got that last wing from, but that's his actual SoundCloud page. So soundcloud.com slash love without sound. There you go. The beginning and ending song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. I'm going to start a campaign where I want to try to get Liam Lynch's attention and see if we can get permission to use this oh. song. Watch him um, say no. <laughs> that's fine. Then we'll, we'll do go, something else. It. We'll use something else. I, I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to go to court over it. I'm just going to, I want to actually try to get his permission. So if anyone has a tie-in to Liam Lynch, please, by all means, send him our way. And we'll love to have him on the show, first off. Secondly, we'll talk about trying to get the show, the song on the show. So here we go. Uh, This show is made possible thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon, you guys rock. You fucking are awesome. Chris R. from AfterCredits.com. Thank you, Chris, Thank you, Chris R. The Vern from Cinema hey. Recall. Hey! Hey, 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 I forgot. Yes. Mary was yes. on Cinema Recall I... talking about one of her favorite movies of all time. Quickly plug it. Uh, Cinema Recall. I've gone there to talk about Barry Lyndon, which is my mm-hmm. favorite film of all time, hands yes. down, bar none. Um, mm-hmm. So please check it out. And Vern is an awesome host. He's funny and he's a great guy. And I can't say enough good things about him. And um, Indeed. yeah, give it a go. It's 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 great. Yes. And it's going to be I, I parts listen. coming up. We're going to do the movie in parts because there's a lot to take in with that movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Yes. The first part is out now. It's definitely, I know nothing about the movie. I've never seen it. I, I'm going to be honest, I have no interest in seeing it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's um, a reason I didn't put it on the movie list. I don't think you would like it. <laughs> and, uh, but I actually enjoyed hearing you guys talk about it. Oh, well, uh, thank you. So, uh, yeah, you both did an amazing job. Thanks. So please go check them out at cinemarecall.net, I believe is the website. Um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, still Patreon shout-outs to Bill Zaney from yes. Top 5 A to Z. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you. And uh, I was on his show too. Yes, yes, you <laughs> came on and talked about Barry Lyndon also as well. Barry <laughs> like next month, Mary's gonna have just a Barry Lyndon podcast, just all by herself. And she's just gonna. <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> she could talk about everything about it. Oh, I um, love that movie. Um, Big Mike Mendez, thank you so much, Mike. You are awesome as always. Uh, the mysterious benefactor, known. Thank you so much, silent partner, benefactor. You are love awesome. Uh, big shout out to Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron, yes, for thank being you, a Aaron. Patreon. You are awesome. You rock. And last but not least, Teddy. Thank you so much, Teddy. Hey, Teddy. You are awesome. Thank hey, you. if you want to be a badass like these guys and get a shout out on the show, uh, support us by going to patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And only $3. You can listen to episodes a full week before they're actually released onto the world. Um. There's going to be bonus content. 
We're going to have a bonus Patreon-only show coming up. I'm aiming for the summer on that um, because I'm trying to get this book published. So this book that I've been working on for like two plus years now, yeah, uh, I am towards the, I am to, I am almost to the finish line with it. I, I, it's at an editor right now. It's being edited. Uh, I got my, I, I hired an artist, uh, to do the uh, cover of it, and she's working on that now. And all I got to do is get all that back, put it all together into a word document, and then ship it off to Amazon, and then voila, it's published. So. Once if George R. R. Martin is listening to this, take a fucking hint from Jason. This is how you write a book. This is how. See what he's saying right now? That's what you do. That's what authors do. They write books and they publish them. So maybe you could take a fucking hint. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I kind of felt like George R. R. Martin because I could not write for two years. Like there was a gap of time where I just could not write. And I just like I felt terrible about it, but I I got it back. I got my mojo back, baby, and I finished the book. And it's 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 gonna be done. It's almost coming. I I can I can feel it. So once that's done, then Mary and I are gonna work on this secret project that we're gonna do for Patreon. And I'm hoping to have it done by the summer. So you, for you to listen to that, you have to be a Patreon member. That's the only place we're releasing it. We're not going to put it on the main feed. We're not going to release it, you know, anywhere else. It's just going to be Patreon. So if you want to hear this cool secret thing we're working on, you have to become a Patreon member. So there you go. Uh, Mary, I'm glad you're back. Thank you so much for yes. being here as always. Thank I appreciate you. you. My, my rants and my rage. Yeah, you, wow, you just I was had on that, fire today. You had that bottled up for weeks, yeah. huh? <laughs> Yeah, you know, Ooh, like I guess. Do you feel be- Do you feel better at least? Does it feel? Oh, like I never a felt bad. I feel. I, I mean, feel great. <laughs> I didn't mean I you felt bad, but like you, you know, you felt like oh, I got that off my chest. I feel yes, ah, yeah. That's what and I meant. Will never quite be off my chest entirely because I'm always mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to temporarily okay. convey my feelings in okay. a very enthusiastic way. So <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for putting up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, good. Excellent. All right. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated this coming Thursday of hey, that's the recording. Awesome. So, uh, I will be talking about that next week about how that went down and tell you guys how that goes. Uh, so get vaccinated, still mask up, uh, wash your goddamn hands and keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Adios. Goodbye. Cause this is my United States or whatever. And this is my United States or whatever. All night. Tell me, it's been in my head since I watched that like two weeks ago. Now it's probably going to be in my head. Like, you pass the earworm on to me. (laughs) Yes! It worked. Yes! The curse has been lifted. All night. All night. That's like the only part. I can't think of any other part of the song. No, that literally same. Like, that's all I kept doing over and over. It's always like that. You never get like the whole song stuck in your head. It's always like one hook from it. Like just. Argh.